Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Today is a special episode. I just want to put this out for the holidays. Um, I know on the release schedule of different uh, different ones of the places that carry the show, some of you will hear this just before, just after, right around the holiday season. And f- regardless of what you celebrate, uh, what you believe in, all of that kind of stuff, I just wanted to spend some time here today to celebrate the holidays. Now. I um I I don't know what's going to totally come out out of this particular episode. Um it's going to be a little different. Um I will probably at some points insert some commercial breaks into it. Um but I'm just going to talk. I'm going to share from my heart uh, a whole lot of things that are on my mind. Um and I hope that I that they'll be good for you. Uh, I'm going to share with you a little bit of insight, but before I do that I do want to make sure that I that I tell you thank you. Thank you for the years now that you've been listening to the show. You know, December of, what was it, 2015? 2014 maybe it was even? Was when we started the show. Uh, it's been quite a ways back now. And um, we've had a blast with it. I've said many times over, the show is my guilty pleasure. Um, I do it because I love it, but I also love doing it um, and don't honestly get enough time to spend with it. Um, I, I would, frankly, love to do a daily show and do it every day. Um, you know, if, if it was cost effective and uh, really a money generator for our company, I probably would. Um, but every time you listen, I appreciate it. I'm so grateful to you to allow me the opportunity to, to speak into your life um, and to have this opportunity to, to be with you. And so I also appreciate you just kind of bearing with me. I'm just going to kind of bear my soul here. I want to celebrate the holidays with you. I want to make sure you know how grateful I am for you. And I want to just share a few things that are on my heart. Almost always, there's a few exceptions, but almost always I have a guest on the show with me. This is not one of those times. Please, I hope that means you won't just, uh, you know, tune out and and switch over to something else. I really hope you will, uh, you know, stick with me. I think there's going to be some good insight. With that said, I told you I was going to give you a little bit behind the scenes curtain peek. Um, You know, I am a third generation minister and I can tell you something. As a minister, what we learn very early on is God's really just dealing with us. And and then we share what we are trying to work through that week with the people. Um, you know, I, I know some of you have probably had experiences with very point-the-finger-ish uh, ministers. 
and um, I don't know how in tune with what's really going on in their own life they are, so I won't speak specifically for them, but I can tell you that there's always the four fingers pointing back. There's always so much that's going on in our own personal lives as we share our life with the people that we were meant to share with, the people that have been brought into our life. And, um, you know, I'm just really grateful for you as a listening audience to, to listen to me when I talk, when I bring you, I hope, insight. I hope there's been some things that have really helped you. I know we have some amazing authors and amazing guest stars that have been able to be on the show and share with us unique brilliances that are just mind-blowing. All the way from people like Dr. Joy, who's now almost 90 um, and and has been changing the world for, what, probably a little more than seven decades now. You know, all the way down to uh, little Allie, who's uh, Nicole Montez's daughter. And I'm actually in the process of working on a recording with my little granddaughter, Tia, who many of you celebrated with us. Uh, over Black Friday, she became an international best-selling author um, and is very excited about it and is actually working on book two, which will be out anytime here now. And uh, there's a whole series of Tia and Tay books, um, and, uh, and I'm really looking forward to them, and I'm so proud of her. And, and of course, you know, I'm her grandfather, so uh, total bragging rights, absolutely. And she's a miracle in my life. She is... Uh, more than anything, God's gift to me every day for the wonderful challenges that she presents to her mom. Um, you know, grandparent, being a grandparent is just the best. It's uh, like God's reward to you for, um, you know, for making it through as a parent. Many of you, like myself, who have been single parents or are still currently single parents, um, you know, there can be a lot of bleak, a lot of uh, really dark days. A lot of days where you're not sure you're going to make it through to tomorrow. You're not even sure some days, you know, whether you really want to. You know you're going to, because of those little souls, you'll find a way to get up, to get through, to slug it out for another day. But in the coolness of the night or the extreme heat of the night, depending on, you know, what climate you live in, there are those times as single parents that we lay there crying ourselves to sleep, begging God to take it from us. And, um, and uh, I can tell you from personal experience, there is another side to it where you then get to see the, the little ones and uh, see the challenges they present to their moms and dads and, and to really just enjoy them. Um, and to see your children grow and um, both the successes and failures in their life that give you the opportunity to be able to see that a little piece of you is out there in the world. Um, and uh, every once in a while, maybe even get just a little spark of, hey, you know, I spoke into that person's life, that thing, and now they're sharing it with the next generation we have a song here around our house. Um, Maya named it I Knows. It didn't have a name before that. Kathy's mom actually made up the song one day 
driving down the road on one of the many road trips that Kathy and her mom slash Kathy and her mom and one of her mom's husbands took. Um, and it's just a little lullaby that has, uh, you know, been part of our family going back to when Kathy was a child. And now, uh, you know, and then Kathy passed it on to Maya, and now we can wait and watch as the next generation gets to hear the I knows. And, you know, it's just, it's fun to get to see those kind of things pass on, to see the traditions that you put into your family that then when they grow, they still want to do, like Christmas jammies and stuff like that. And so, again, like I said, I, I don't really have any deeply religious bent that I need to to hammer into you a particular way to celebrate this holiday season. But I do have an encouragement for you, and that's to take this time to celebrate. If you're listening live, um, you know, 2017 for a lot of us was a tough year. I went into 2017 with expectation. Huge, giant things that were going to happen. You know, I I turned 50 January 1st, 20, 2017. And, um, you know, I was ready to just put a stake in the ground and, and some really great things, some things that I didn't want to bring forward into my life and, and some changes that were going to be made. And as many of you know, Kathy and I moved from Oregon down to Southern California, uh, you know, right between Christmas and New Year's and got down here just before the new year. Um, and so, uh, you know, we went into 2017 with huge expectations and it's been a tough year. I'll just be totally 100% transparent with you. There have been some real challenges this year. Some of them have been amazing opportunities to grow, to learn, to uh, to face a challenge and overcome it. And some of them have just sucked. Can I say that? Can I be genuine enough to just tell you that some of them, if I'm given a choice, I'd just as soon have stepped away from or not have encountered at all? Along with that, there's been all kinds of blessings. Being in Southern California for me has been great most of the time. You know, I always tell everybody, um, you can have good days, you can have bad days, you will. But there's something about being able to go out and have the sun be on your face, as opposed to feeling like it's raining inside and then going outside and having it rain outside, that makes a big difference for me. Some of you, you know, that may not be a big deal for you, but it really did make a big difference for me. And so in that respect, it helped. And so I don't by any means want you to think that this is me wallowing in grief over 2017 and, and all of that kind of thing. But there were challenges this year. Many of you, of course, know that, you know, in November, Maya was diagnosed with leukemia. And we've had to re rearrange, readjust everything in our lives, in our business, what we do as a family, what's important to us, where are we going to live, how are we going to get through but throughout all of it, we've been making it through. And that new level, that new normal, is beginning to peek its head out. 
and what I know that happens at the beginning of each new year. It's kind of cool because, um, you know, I, I always have said, you know, the whole world celebrates my birthday, January 1st. Maya and I were birthday partners. And, um, you know, and everybody gets together and, and heralds in our birthday. <laughs> That's how we look at it. Um, you know, and uh, a great thing happens at the beginning of each new year. It's new opportunity. We make New Year's resolutions. We put, you know, put aside things. We intentionally choose to let some things go that we've carried for the last year and intentionally select to do things differently in the course of the next year. And yes, statistically speaking, about two weeks into the new year, most people have uh, fallen off of their New Year's resolution. And that's why I want to encourage you, don't just make some kind of lofty commitment to yourself that you know you're probably not going to do. Especially, don't set yourself up for failure. For those of you that struggle with your weight like I do, it's so easy to look at it and go, you know, by the end of this year, I want to be, you know, and then it's this huge number. Um, and so then, of course, every day, every week, every month that goes by, you can look at it statistically and be like, it's becoming less likely. It's becoming less likely until it gets to the point where it's, well, now it's impossible. And then you just, you've set yourself up for failure. And so I would encourage you this year to make resolutions for things that are things that you are going to do. Maybe even that you must do. And they can be simple things. Here's the first one I want to give to you. And that is simply to give yourself permission to start over each new day as a new day. To carry in with you all the victories from yesterday and let all the struggles and the defeats from yesterday be in the past. To live wholeheartedly in today. To rejoice while it's called today. You can't do anything about yesterday anyway. Can't change it. It's happened. You know, you can apologize for something you did wrong. You can make some powerful decisions about things that happened in the past. But you can't change the past. And all too often, like, like a person driving a car with both eyes just focused on the rearview mirror... We either never see the rest of the world around us because we're looking in our past or we crash into things because we're so focused on what's behind us that we don't see what's ahead. And so how about for a New Year's resolution, you just simply resolve that no matter what happens in each day, that you give yourself permission to start out each new day fresh. And here's the cool part about that resolution. You can go a day, a week, a month, 
You can go half the year. You could go 364 days of the new year and not do that. And you can still make that resolution by simply just doing it. Because it's not about beating yourself up and being like, oh, and for the last three days I did not reset and start over today. So therefore, you know, here's all the reasons why I'm going to now mentally beat myself up. But instead, you can just simply powerfully reset. Have today. Be today. Wouldn't that be cool? I really like that. I really, really like the concept of the reset button in our lives. To start out clean and fresh. To have an amazing day because of the fact that we allowed it in our own lives. Doesn't that feel kind of cool? Don't, don't you get just a little bit excited thinking about the concept of renewal, of things being fresh and new, of new possibilities. When you get a new idea, when you feel like there's a possibility in life, don't you find yourself feeling a little better? So what if every day you woke up with only one resolution to have to come through with and that was to simply restart today to bring all the victories in with you today and let all of the struggles all of the failures be where they are in the past and let them go and like I said it's a resolution that you can redo every day, that you can mess up a thousand times and never have to beat yourself up with. Because it only takes that one day to allow yourself to live in today, to let yesterday go, to not have to beat you up because you didn't do your best yesterday. We all fail. We all have those times in our life where we just don't measure up to the person that we wish we were, that we want to be, that we think we could be, that we know we are, whatever that might be. But what we can do is simply allow the process of sleeping to be a reset button, to renew us, and to wake up revived into a new possibility. And now you don't have to wait for the New Year's. If you happen to be listening to this before the first of the year, here's a bonus present that you can give yourself. It's a present that regardless of what you celebrate, you can go all the way from not celebrating anything on the holiday season, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, um, I know there's others, and I'm sorry that I don't remember all of them right now, but any of those, you can give yourself the present of the present.
you can give it as a gift to yourself to live in the here and now, to celebrate today, and to do all that you can do today. Isn't that cool? I think it's kind of cool. I'm excited about it. I'm going to start doing it myself. Because I'm just as guilty as the rest of you. I'm an expert at knowing everything that went wrong yesterday and dragging it along like an anchor into today. So I'm going to make that commitment along with you to let yesterday be yesterday and to come in with excited expectancy to today and give myself as a present the present. And I know for all of us, that'll help us live as a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. I'm here today to say happy holidays to you. Regardless of what you believe, what you celebrate, what this holiday means to you, I want you to have the hap, hap, happiest of holidays and the greatest new year. And we were talking in the last segment about a New Year's resolution that all of us want to really, truly embrace. And that's the concept of just simply rejoicing while it's called today. Just simply letting yesterday be yesterday. Celebrate, bring in the victories from yesterday with us, and let the past be the past. And so now in this segment, and again, like I told you before, um, you know, I'm, I'm literally just sharing from my heart here. Um, you know, I just had some things at the end of this year that I wanted to be able to say to you because I appreciate you so much and I've really been thinking about them a lot and so I just was taking the time to do that and and again I can't guarantee whether we'll go for the full hour like we usually do or I'll talk for another five minutes and be done here I mean those of you that know me will be like yeah sure right Steve's gonna finish early if anything he'll be editing himself so that he makes it down into an hour um <laughs> Yeah, I can hear my kids laughing at that one right now. <laughs> but, you know, I just really want you to be able to really have a happy holiday season and to live as a thriving entrepreneur. And so the thought comes across my mind 
about the whole concept of the holidays. Um, and there are so many different beliefs and not beliefs that people have, um, things that have happened around these days that have dramatic impacts on our lives. Um, you know, whether it be situations like, you know, January 1st is my birthday, so it's always been a season, but it's also meant, uh, you know, I spent a lot of years as a kid uh, getting gifts that were for Christmas and my birthday, um, with the at least suggestion being that, uh, you know, I got a little bit bigger present than anybody else would have gotten because I got both of them in, in, wrapped into one. And, and that's very possibly true. Some of that's also true because of the, you know, almost six years younger than my next oldest brother that I am, seven plus years younger than my older brother. Um, you know, and so there was more money. And so mom and dad could do more things. And part of it's because I'm the baby and we all know we spoil the baby. Let's just be real with it. Um, but let's also really realize that part of the reason why we do that is because the things that we were so definitive about as new parents, we came to realize they aren't just really, really just aren't that big of a deal. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, I just really, really had to have that rule. And, and then I enforced it for a couple of years and I really realized that this really truly does hurt me more than it hurts you. And, uh, you know, and so there's a lot of different things that come together in our holiday season that have an impact on how we feel about it. Um, you know, births and life and death. And, um, you know, we had one Christmas, not the last Christmas, we had such an amazingly beautiful last Christmas with Kathy's mom. But the year before that, it was nuts. And that's the nicest way I can say it. Insert a whole bunch of swear words here because, well, her mom was swearing. So, um, you know, it was a really challenging Christmas. And, and I'm grateful to God that he gave us a chance to have one more Christmas with her. And that it was so good. Um, and that a lot of the chaos that ensued, both, you know, stuff having to have to do with her passing as well as other things in our family, that, um, you know, that at that Christmas season, you know, we were just together and happy and joyful and, and it was a good Christmas. And I'm grateful for that. And I know for some of you, there are some very difficult things that have happened over the holidays. Maybe even difficult things that are happening to you this holiday season. And it makes it much less than a happy holiday. And even as you hear me talking about joyous Yuletide or um, other kinds of happy, joyous holiday kind of things. You really want to more say like Ebenezer Scrooge, bah humbug. You, <laughs> like Clark Griswold in, or actually I guess it's his wife in Christmas Vacation says, it's the holidays, we're all in misery. <laughs> and often the holidays become like that. But I want you to really... Go to the core of yourself for a minute, regardless of what you believe, regardless of what religious background or lack of religious background you have. I want you to really step a little deeper into the holidays. 
step away from all of the realities of your stuff, all of the gotta cook this, gotta cook that, have to deal with that relative, have to deal with that, and ask to yourself, what is the reason for the season? Why? I mean, really, why? As parents of young children, often um, the hype and the hubbub of making sure that our children, I don't know, fit in at school and have happy, joyous memories to be able to share with their friends of what they did and what they got for Christmas, um, you know, is something that we do. And... Um, and I think a lot of us as adults have a lot of things we do over all of the holidays that we do because we've just always done it that way. But I encourage you in this moment to just stop. Because in order for this to be a happy holiday, you need a reason. My good friend and mentor, Lily Anderson Brown, she said to me one, well, many times actually, but... Um, you know, people do anything if they understand why. It's the understanding the why that we want as people. And so I, I encourage you, take this time, take a moment right here while we're talking about it, and really identify your why. Why do I do this crazy holiday? Why is it something that I mark on my own calendar? Why is this something I think about? And then I encourage you to peel the layers of that onion to go a little deeper. To go beyond all of the, well, this is the best time of year to get an awesome deal on a computer or a giant television. Hey, <laughs> not that I'm complaining about either of those, but let's go a little deeper. Let's go beyond everybody else that natural tendencies, especially you as moms, that you know you have to put yourself on the back burner and make sure that everybody else has a happy holiday. And then you tell yourself, I had a great holiday because I made a great day for my child. I made a great day for the family. For just a minute, Set all of them aside and put yourself first place. I know I'm asking a lot. I get it. Many of us are experts at doing for others and not doing for ourselves. You know, we've taken the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, to its extreme, where we forget the you would have it do to you part. And we just treat everybody the best we know how with no expectation of anybody treating us good. And then when we get absolutely nothing, we're not even really that disappointed about it anymore because all we really wanted to do was make sure that all the people around us were really happy. And that, that delighted look on their little faces was worth it all. I've said those things too. I bet you have as well, haven't you? But for just a minute, I encourage you, set all of that aside and put you center stage. 
take a deep breath and really think for yourself, what's my why? What is my reason for the season? Not I do all these things because, because of all these people. Hey, I'm glad you do. I'm proud of you for all that you do, for the loved ones, for the people in your life. Cheers to you. You deserve a giant, enormous round of applause for all that you do for all those people in your life. But for just a minute, what about you? Not what about Bob, but what about you? What is your why? What's your reason for the season? Now, I can sense it. I just, even though I'm not doing this live, it's pre-recorded, you know it is. I can just, as sure as I'm sitting here, I can feel some of you going, well, my why is because of the joy that I give to all the other people for all the things that I do. Okay, I get that. But is there anything deeper? And oh gosh, I hope there is. If you've gotten to the place where there truly is no you, you have no wants, wishes, and desires, and you only are existing to please others in your life, that's a lot deeper of a conversation that we won't try to dive this deeply into on a holiday special especially. But there is that you, and you're important. You're special. You're uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. The world needs you. The world doesn't need you so that you can serve them. The world needs you because you, being you, is intricately, imperatively, a part of the makeup of our universe. So what is your why? Why are you doing this? Why do you care? Why is it important to you? And what do you get from it? Beyond the... And maybe, maybe not beyond. Maybe it's because, you know, the... For the rest of the family, while you're working your fingers to the bone, making all the food and everything... It's a more relaxing day. And so maybe, maybe people are grateful to you. Not that they don't, you know, not that you don't know they, they, you know, I'm not talking about ungrateful people in your life, but I'm just talking about people who take you for granted. Maybe on this one day, they actually think about you and they say, hey, that was great dinner, Mom. Maybe it's the time that a child spends finding you something special. <laughs> I remember, um, I think it was our second Christmas together as a blended family. Um, you know, the kids were all little then, so it was back when you could take them to the Dollar Tree. Um, and, and now, granted, you're talking about, uh, you know, five kids, so it's it's a lot of... Uh, you know, because if you give all five of them enough to buy presents for, you know, for seven people, you know, I mean, yes and no. I mean, you know, but 
when you're a big family and you're on a small budget to give each one of the kids, um, you know, $7 and to be able, well, 6 because they didn't have to buy something for themselves, in spite of the fact that they always found something for themselves that they wish they could buy. Um, you know, and you could go and you could let them all do their shopping. Um, you know, and, and it was a, it was cool. And I remember that year because Maya, who was three, it would have been just before her fourth birthday, assuming I'm right, and it was actually our, our second Christmas together. Um, she was shopping and, uh, she was with Amber. Some of you know Amber, you know, she works as our assistant now and is an integral part of the company and. She was, I think it was Amber that she was going around the store with, picking out stuff. And she came to, okay, let's get something for Dad. And she picked out this white, um, and I don't know, I don't know to this day whether it's ceramic or if it's made out of something else, but um, this white elephant, literal white elephant, you know, not the gag gift, but, you know, literally it was this white elephant. It's actually, you know, kind of pretty. Um, and she said, I'm going to get this for Dad. And Amber looked at her, and she said, are you sure? And she's like, oh, yes, Dad will love this. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I remember how delighted she was giving it to me on Christmas morning. And, you know, and I still, you know, I, I there's lots of gifts I've gotten from the kids, and that's the one the story behind it, at least, that stands out maybe the most, pretty much, uh, you know, amongst all the parent gifts I've gotten over the years. Um, and so maybe it is that thought that they really thought about me. And this is what, in their little minds, they think is nice for me and they really really put themselves into it you know they didn't just you know grab a stick of bubble gum or you know something but they really put that kind of thought into it and when asked they were like oh yes this is exactly the thing you know um so you know it, it could be in a very ungrateful job there's probably no less gratitude that a person gets than somebody who's a mom. Um, you know, maybe it is that people notice you and are grateful and really pour their heart out to you. Maybe there are, um, as there are for some, in different religions, different religious reasons why there is deep significance to this holiday for you. Maybe, you know, I mean, maybe this is the day that, you know, your spouse asked you to marry them. Maybe this is the first time that you remembered feeling loved by your parents. You know, really feeling it. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of reasons why it could be. I, I don't know. I'm not even trying to uh, put my opinion into you. But what I'm asking you to do is to take a minute and really define your own why. Because I want this to be a happy holiday for you. And until you take that moment for yourself to know your why, you won't really know why. <laughs> I know it seems kind of like a conundrum, but 
the thing about it is, is there's lots of stuff to do. There always is, but especially around the holiday time. But as Lily always said, people do anything if they understand why. And it's really easy this time of year. You know, the suicide rate, the depression rate, um, you know, all of that kind of stuff just skyrockets during the holiday time. And it's really easy to allow that to creep into our lives. And it happens because we're not clear on, and then we don't stay focused and keep center stage, our why. Why is this holiday special? Why is it good for me? Why do I celebrate it? What's my deeper? What's that core inner truth that doesn't rely on anybody else? but is just purely, cleanly, clearly, and simply me. The core and the heart of who I am. What's my why? Do you know that? Do you have the answer for that clearly and distinctly in your own life? Or is it something that you need to set a little bit of time aside this holiday season Spend a little bit of time for yourself, with yourself, and define, this is my reason for the season. This is why I celebrate. I encourage you, once you've discovered that, do not keep it in. First thing you want to do is write it down. First of all, uh, memory retention when we write things is like the difference between like 2% and 24% or some, I don't even remember the exact statistic, but it is huge, the difference between how much more you will remember something than how much more you remember something when you write it down. Writing it down cements it and actually writing it. Here's the interesting thing, you know, and I'm, I'm hugely into the computer, um, and I actually am not a very good writer anymore um, for lots of different reasons that we won't go into. But um, So I do a lot of typing. And yet there is something about the art of putting pen to paper and actually writing it out. Even if your writing is so illegible that later you can't come back and read it, be better if it wasn't, you know, because really being able to come back and read it is a key part of what I'm going to talk about here in a second. But, but um, you know, definitely write it down. And then, so write it in a private place. And in that private place, you know, in a journal, in something that's just for you, really expound on that. What is, you know, so this is my reason what does that mean to me? And really dig into your soul as to what that means to you. This is what that why means to me. This is the why behind that why. This is my truth. You know, if if your reason for the season, you know, you've all seen the Jesus is the reason for the season kind of things. And if that is your reason for the season, that's cool. That's awesome. With their generation minister, I'm totally not going to encourage you to not do that. But I am going to challenge you 
that just simply writing that down on a piece of paper and moving on is not going to be okay this time. I need you to take the time in that private journal to expound on what that means for you. If you're going to say Jesus is the reason for the season, then you need to know why. Why is Jesus my reason for the season? What does that mean to me? What is the deeply intimate piece of who I am that that means and is for me? And so, you know, for some of you, that's going to be an exercise that is going to, you know, it may be several days, actually. You're going to come back to it over and over and over again and continue writing. Uh, I can tell you one thing. It'll be hugely therapeutically f- therapeutic for you. Um, and the release of that and the recognition of all that is going to be great stuff. For others of you, it's going to be new and uh, you're going to struggle. It's going to be hard to put words onto it in the paper. And, and if you need to just go with, with concepts, with word salad, just start. No grades. You're not going to give this to your English lit professor and have him grade as to whether or not you were, you know, you had meaningful content and a deeply connective story that's well developed and has proper punctuation, spelling, and grammar. It's just a journaling for yourself. expound on that. If over the course of the next couple of days you come back to it and you write more, that would be awesome. And then I'm going to encourage you to share just a little piece of it. Not all of it. Most of that stuff is deeply intimate and personal and for you. But what I encourage you to do is to go out onto Twitter, Facebook, uh, you know, make memes, make... um, you know, Instagrams, those kind of things, whatever, and put hashtag thriving entrepreneur so that we can see them, um, and put my reason for the season is. Doesn't matter what you believe. Doesn't matter what religious background you do or don't have. You need to have a reason for this season. And by declaring to the world this is my reason for the season. You allow a couple of things to happen. First of all, um, there is a power behind speaking it out. So the first step in speaking it out, the easy one is social media. You can just type it in there and you can be very shy. You don't have to say anything technically to anybody. And it's empowering and it's cementing into your own being to, uh, to proclaim things. Hashtag thriving entrepreneur, my reason for the season is. And then, and this one's a little bit bolder. I'm going to give you a lot bolder here in just a second. But then, then the next step is you want to say it verbally. Say to somebody. My reason for the season is, and then just tell them, this is my reason for the season. You want to speak it out loud. You need for your ears to hear you speaking it. So the first thing that cements it in your world is to 
write it. And then second is to proclaim it. And then the third one is to hear yourself saying it. There is a power behind our ears hearing our voice saying something that makes a difference on us that nobody else can make. That's why, you know, the power behind the I am statements are so huge. You know, that you literally, your mind can't fight against you when you say I am and you and then you put whatever behind that. It's that hearing of what you're saying. And so you need to speak that out. And then for the bold, the bold ones of you that really want the extra credit and really want to cement this thing, really want to lock it in hard and tight, I'm going to encourage you to go on to Facebook Live. It doesn't have to be long. It can be, you know, a minute. It can be 30 seconds. Um, you know, you can do five or ten minutes if you want to. You can go on and on. I mean, here I am. I'm almost at the hour mark, and I've been talking to you about this kind of stuff. So I'm all for lots of words, too. I, You know, but I'm just saying, if it's your first time, 15 seconds is fine. Go on to Facebook and say it out loud to the world. Not just to somebody you trust, but put it out there into the universe for everybody to hear. My reason for the season is. And if you'll hashtag Thriving Entrepreneur on that one too, so that we can hear and see those, that would be freaking awesome. I promise you that that will help you have a happier holiday. And that will be a way for you to live as a thriving entrepreneur. Now I'm going to run one more quick commercial break here, and then I'm going to come back and just wrap things up for us here on this special holiday episode of Thriving Entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. You're listening to Thriving Entrepreneur, and today we are hoping that you can have a happy holiday. We are celebrating the season with you. We talked about in the last segment about what is your, what is your deeply personal reason for your season. And I hope that a lot of you really will take up the challenges that I that I placed in front of you in that last segment to... Um, to really, really share your reason for the season with the world. Um, and then in that, it'll be a better world. 
Um, and then, of course, in the first segment, we talked about our New Year's resolution to be able to just simply take each day as a new day, to hit the reset button. And regardless of whether we did or didn't hit the reset button yesterday or whatever else happened, that we can simply rejoice while it's called today, to bring yesterday's victories into today and let yesterday be in the past. So here we are at the end of our holiday episode. I've just kind of talked to you the whole time and I appreciate you sticking with me. I really want you to know that I appreciate it. You know, I, like everybody else, have, you know, questions that run through my mind, especially when you're talking about the way that I do this because I'm literally pre-recording talking to a microphone um, and watching a recording just record. I don't get any feedback like I would if I was doing it live. So um, I appreciate when I go in and I see that, you know, people have been listening. It's really really special to me to know that you're here. Um, And I just want to finish off this segment um, by giving you some words of encouragement that a a good friend of ours, in fact, one of our best-selling authors, Sade Wyadu, Sade does amazing things with digital marketing. Um, She helps us with our stuff, and and she is just an amazing young lady. And, um, you know, she said, and I love this messaging, She's like, you know, the message to people is this. You've been talking about all year writing your book. Well, now's your time. Some of you, maybe you're listening to this and, you know, you you caught it just after the first of the year. Or it's the middle of two years from now and you happen to be listening to this one. Well, guess what? That still applies to you. You've been saying you're going to write a book for a really long time. Now's your time. There are all kinds of good reasons, excuses that we all make for the things that we put off. But now is your time to become a best-selling author. You start that process off by joining us at bestsellersguild.com. But then I'm going to give you specific encouragement. You know, normally in this finishing episode, I just, you know, tell you over and over again, go join us for free at bestsellersguild.com. But I want to share for a minute or two here with you, you know, something exciting that we do for people. We have a nine-week bestseller formula. Now, here's the cool part about it. It is based off of the tried and true formula that Kathy and I do when we do it for people. We've done for years. We did it for small groups of people and then for, you know, a giant, enormous, several hundreds of people. Um, And now we've made it into a class where you can learn the formula of what works, why it works, all that kind of stuff in a classroom setting online so you don't have to drive or travel anywhere for it. The formula to make yourself a best-selling author, to write, publish, and market your book to bestseller. Of all the people that have taken this class, 100% of them that have followed the formula and completed the program have become best-selling authors. We've had people who literally were traveling on the road, doing speaking engagements through the whole entire nine weeks that have been able to keep up and write their book and publish it and become a bestseller. That's why we call it the nine-week bestseller formula. 
in nine weeks, you can write, publish, and market your book as bestseller. And we're going to show you how. We're going to share with you the things that work. And more importantly, we can tell you why. It's one of the things that's missing a lot of times from people that you work with is, you know, their answer to why is, well, that's what people do or, well, that's what works. We can explain to you why. We can give you statistics and facts and figures and all of that kind of stuff to help you be able to truly become a best-selling author. And so if you go to 9weekbestseller.com or you can go to our, our website and uh, you know look at the 9-week bestseller formula, either one of those, 9weekbestseller.com, you can become a best-selling author. There's no reason to put it off anymore. You've been talking about writing that book forever. You know, we've had people stand up in rooms. It's like, how many have been talking about doing this for five years? How about 10? You know, we've had people stand up that have been talking about writing their book for 30 years. Well, now's the time to write your book. And while you're writing your book, why not make it a bestseller? Keep in mind always, of course, you can join us at bestsellersguild.com. It is our free Facebook group. It's a family and a community there for you to be with you all the way along your journey as a best-selling author. And I really do encourage you to check out the nine-week bestseller formula and see what you can do to get your message out into the world. Because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. You are here for a reason. The world needs you. We all do. Every single one of us is a better person when you show up as the person that you are. Kathy and I are here because we want to help you thrive. We want you to live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. It's possible. And through this holiday season and with the stuff that I've shared here, I hope that it can encourage you to help Needlepoint move you towards a better life, a thriving life. And that until next time, you'll have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. 
All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.